what's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Kyle, what's up, dude? If there was a behind-the-music documentary on what it took, the heaven and earth that had to be moved for us to record today's show, I think it would win an Emmy because this is an all-timer for us. Nothing, nothing, and that's what makes it so funny, I guess, because we do this daily. We've been doing a podcast together for like five and a half years. Nothing extraordinary happened today that prevented us from getting this thing out without a hitch. It was just like 10 consecutive muff snaps is the football equivalent. (laughs) But we made it. We're here. I'm excited. We're talking defense, free agency. Yes, defensive free agency. Uh, You know, all these computers that I have in my room right now, hopefully they all work eventually. I am not holding my breath. And if Joe disappears, Chris and I are just going to finish the show. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, if you drop off again, we're going without you. We're 40 minutes behind starting the podcast, and it's 100% the technology in my house's problem. Okay, we're talking defensive free agents. Hold on. What? The comp picks came out yesterday. We can't just run through this red light and not acknowledge them. All right. Let's How pissed do you them. think San Francisco is going to be? You should never run through a red light, by the way. The, the NFL releases the league-wide memo and gives San Francisco back-to-back consecutive third-round comp picks at like 102 and 103. And then 20 minutes later says, oh, wait, that second 49ers one is a mistake. It shouldn't be there. We have to take it off. So then they have to resend a new memo in which San Francisco only gets one third-round comp pick. Imagine being John Lynch. The email comes in. Oh, cool. You open it up. We got what now? We got two. That's an extra third-round pick, Joe. And then they just snatched it right off the table. What's the explanation here? Uh, Administrative error. Were they supposed to get a third-round pick for Robert Sala becoming a head coach? They did get a third-round pick for Robert Sala becoming a head coach. Okay. And then there was supposed to be another one for, like, the net of lost players? No, I don't don't think there was any player that they were supposed to get a compensatory pick for. So it was just like, man, a top 100 pick, here you go. Just kidding. Right. It's kind of like me today on the podcast as we were getting ready. You know, you thought it's I was true. here, and then my true. laptop just shut right off. He <laughs> thought we were going to record this thing. So on a much smaller scale, you know. All right, so. Uh, free agency. Free agency. Uh, what was – Jamie Eisner had an amazing tweet yesterday, um, managing editor for the draftnetwork.com, about how the <laughs> – the Patriots turned a six-round pick 21 years ago into a three. A future three, yeah. You know, we <laughs> – Some You're... people play chess. Right. Others play checkers. Right. He referred, he referred to it as the Patriots playing the long game. Yes. Yeah. Very well done. Very well done tweet. 
One other housekeeping thing before uh, we move on. I have a question for Chris. Please. Your thoughts on the New York Mets celebrating uh, and oh, practicing, is, no. recording the ninth out or the ninth out, the third out in the ninth inning of the World Series. I hey, I, listen, you got to practice stuff. You got to be ready for the moment. And they can victory formation. So I'm surprised that this is bleeding over into this program, but I will address it here. I have zero issue with this. You got to be prepared. I, the celebration gets a two out of ten. I'd like a little bit more energy, <laughs> but you know what? I have no issue with them doing that. Put manifest what you want to see into the world. Like I, I see us, you know, 20 minutes from now finishing this pod. Joe is here the whole time. We get minutes, all huh? the things that we're trying to do. So you just got to put what you want out into the world. So I'm fine with it. Zero issue. Celebration two out of ten. They're gonna have to work on it come October. But you know what? It's fine. If it was the Braves, would you feel the same way? No, I would probably be like, what are, you, what are they doing out there? Come on, what are you, but you know what? That's fine. I'll be a hypocrite. At least you're honest. Okay. I'm ready for defensive line. Great. You so start with the edge group or the IDLs? So those are the positions that we're doing. We, we're so frazzled that I don't remember if we actually ever made a yes, decision because I'm going to pull up the list here just so we have a, a list of names to work off of. We're doing the defensive names. line today. Okay. All right. Let's start interior. Inside. So the two headliners, uh, Leonard Williams already got slapped with the franchise tag for the second consecutive year, so he's going to get $19.351 million. Healthy. Uh, healthy. Dave Gettleman tripling down. J.J. <laughs> Watt, the other one, obviously, he was cut by Houston, so he was at liberty to sign whenever he wanted to. He signed with the Arizona Cardinals. A bit of a Curious signing for a guy who says he wants to win, but okay. More power to you. Arizona so taken with this man, they unretired a number. That's um, that's unbelievable. Honestly, that's disrespectful for J.J. Watt to think he can come in and force something like that, or even try. Like, you're just going to have to be like, no, nah, I'm well, not doing this. Well, and maybe he didn't. You know, maybe it was offered to him, and maybe – but, like, the numbers were retired, guys. If it was what? offered to you, wouldn't you say, no, 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 I respect what this man did here – he deserved this. It was a great accomplishment. I'll pick a different number. Well, he got the family's blessing. Come on. I think it's corny. I, I would. Corny. I Numbers retired. So anyway, <laughs> um, street free agents available. We got Terrell Casey, Joe. Remember how up in arms we were that the Titans traded Terrell Casey. Now, of course, he got hurt. Right. He only played 14% of the snaps. He was due $15 million was his annual average salary. So understandable move for Denver. Uh, K1 short, street free agent, another guy who didn't really play. Uh, Chris, one of your guys, Henry Anderson, who has somehow finessed his way into an annual average salary on his past contract of $8.4 million per season. Joe, one of your guys, Quentin Jefferson. I'm just looking at street free agents right now. Alan Bailey. Uh, those are kind of the top interior guys who are street free agents. They could sign whenever their hearts desired based on cuts. And the odds are we're going to get a lot more of these guys as well. So for Tennessee with that Jarrell Casey move, the, the appeal there was to clear salary. They gave him away for a ham sandwich, like a seventh round pick from Denver. Denver didn't get what they were thinking, obviously, because he got injured. So he hits the market. But I mean, I'm, I'm a year away from being really high on Jarrell Casey. So mm -hmm. I think, on a low-cost deal, somebody could get a very meaningful player there. And speaking of Denver, Shelby Harris is a free agent, and that dude just produces year after year after year, but he hasn't really hit that big payday. I don't know if it's going to happen this year based on kind of the restricted cap across the league, right. but Shelby Harris is a good football player. 
Well, if we're transitioning into unrestricted free agents and moving beyond the uh, street free agents, guys who have been cut, guys who have had their contracts expired, you got some really interesting names here. Um, Malik Collins with the Raiders is an interesting name. Both Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler from the New England Patriots are interesting guys. Rotational, they'll play about 50% of your snaps, base defense. In Don Kansu, uh, is he going to run it back? He finally, the mercenary finally got his grand prize. He wanted, we want a Lombardi after bouncing around from team to team over the last three years. Um, you mentioned Shelby Harris, Sheldon Rankins, yeah. Joe, Derek Wolf. Uh, Good player. Now in now in Baltimore or formerly of Baltimore. Uh, there are some really good rotational bodies. Not a lot of stud three down, gonna play 90% of your snaps. But guys that are gonna play in the early downs are guys that have a little bit of push and can shoot gaps in, in money downs. I think there's a lot of reasonable options here. Uh the problem is with the cap situation and these guys not being majority of your snaps kind of guys. I don't think the market for price points going to be particularly high on any of these guys. So it's like, are you willing to go 10% above what that three and a half million, $4 million ceiling is glass ceiling over all these guys? And if so, you're probably gonna sign somebody. Yeah. That's the hard part is you want to be careful not to give a money to B players. And, and a lot of time that that's just free agency. Um, we didn't even mention Larry Hockenjobi. I'm ashamed. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get to him, and the other player I wanted to Dalvin make sure, Tomlinson. Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson, who, if you look at the contract projection from Pro Football Focus, they think that D- Dalvin Tomlinson gets four years, $52.5 million. That's 13, uh, thir- just a little over $13 million a year. I mean, I know that he gives you something against the pass, but he's really uh, a run stuffer, right? Like a one-tech. What do you think? I mean, would you give 13 for Dalvin? I'm not going to, so quit asking. But he's a good – like, I don't want to, like, be disrespectful because I think he is a of good course, player. Of course. Of course. But that dollar amount in this climate for an interior defensive lineman is just not going to happen, right? Like <laughs> – It shouldn't, but if, – If the cap – continued its growth i'm buying that right but the cap went down not a math guy it's like six or seven percent for the first time in forever it went down so yeah like what team is gonna sign what team is gonna have 15 million dollars 13 million dollars to give an interior defensive line that gives I, I you modest returns as a pass rusher. Right. That's I, kind of the problem. I cannot think of one. Well, maybe he is helped for two reasons. Number one, his age. I mean, he's a young player still. He's just coming off of his rookie deal. And number two, brother, this this draft class does not bear much fruit when it comes to interior defensive line. Now, you do have some run stuffers, but in which probably hurts Dalvin because I feel like I could get a good run-stopping defensive tackle, but I can't get a pass rusher. I'm taking the under on that number. Oh, I I agree. By like 33%. You'd like to pay half of that a year for Dalvin, right? Like seven, eight million. Yeah. And and understanding that you have to pay in free agency, it won't be half, 
it'll probably be two thirds or three quarters, but I'm taking the under on 13. Kyle, you mentioned K1 short from the Panthers signed five year, $80 million deal in 2017. He was good in 2017. He was good in 2018 and he played five games total in 2019 and 2020. Now this dude had a run where he was like one of the better defensive tackles in the game. But at this point, I think he's like going to be 33 this year. I, again, the injuries, low-cost flyer, but at this point, I, I'm guessing you're not expecting much from him? No. I think your expectations have to be pretty modest with almost everybody in this group as far as outside of just the top couple of names and even those guys. You know, you, you're, you're not going to get a splash star three tech because those guys right. don't hit the market because they're rare, so... Maybe Sheldon Rankins. Like, if you really wanted to go in on one, pay Sheldon Rankins. Injury concerns have been there for him, but, man, when he's on the field, he's really disruptive. So if you want to keep your car on the field, you need to use our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic or daily driver and you need engine control modules, brake parts, taillight, motor oil, or even new carpet, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Joe the built bar madness bracket continues this is uh, the most wonderful time of the year we're celebrating our good friends over built bar we've been pounding the table for built bar the top of the draft board protein bar on the market it's an amazing low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber Amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best in Built Bar Madness. We have two more matchups today in the initial round. We have Caramel Brownie versus Cherry Barcia. And we have Lemon Almond Cheesecake versus Carrot Cake with Walnuts. So, Joe, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to gauge your assessment on these two matchups. All right, I am all the way in on lemon almond cheesecake. I think it's one of the most underrated flavors wow. of all of them. So that should be a landslide for me over the carrot cake. And the other one's a little bit closer, but I like the cherry. I think that the cherry chocolate blend gives me something uh, that I like more. So th those are my picks this time. Okay. Uh, caramel is super hit or miss for me personally. Uh, I like the caramel brownie bar, but I will also go with cherry barcia. And um, the carrot cake with walnuts is not a bad bar either. I like the carrot cake taste, but there is a little something about that lemon almond cheesecake mm. that I'm willing to buy in on as well. So we're on the same page for both of these, Joe. So if you want to get in on the action, go to BuiltBar.com or visit at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. Kyle, I want to say one more thing about the defensive line. Or I thought you were going to say Bill Bar. Okay, great. No, no, no. Bill Bar, lemon almond cheesecake for the win. Um, we we said here that the three tech options not great. 
I do, however, think if you're looking for like a, a run stuffing nose, you know, shade type player, we talked about Dalvin Tomlinson. Tyson Alualu from the Pittsburgh Steelers has been phenomenal in that role. Mm-hmm. You have, like you mentioned, the two Patriots players. Lawrence Guy is on there. Adam Butler's on there. Um, Steve McClendon also, you know, had a really good run with the Jets. High character guy. Went over to the to the Buccaneers, won a Super Bowl. But I think he's a valuable player in that one-tech role. Um, so Daquan Jones has been a pretty good nose for the Titans. You can find that one tech, but if you're going three tech, you're either going hard for Sheldon Rankins, you're taking a flyer on Kawan Short, and then you're kind of maybe looking at Larry Ogunjobi, uh, who flashes a rookie with Cleveland. He's been flashy for four years there, just hasn't necessarily taken his game to a complete level. But I think he'd be well worth, you know, maybe a, a short-term deal to see if you can maximize that day two potential. So let's talk about the edge group. This is a loaded group of talents. Uh, I'm just going to start at the top, work my way down. I'm using over the cap with their list of, of edge defenders, and I'm going to stop at the, the juncture in which I feel like you've run out of starting caliber edge defenders in free agency this year. Matt Judon, Baltimore Ravens, Melvin Ingram, Los Angeles Chargers, Shaq Barrett, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bud Dupree, Pittsburgh Steelers, Carlos Dunlap, Seattle Seahawks, Jadavion Clowney, Tennessee Titans. I guess we can classify him as Tennessee Titans, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Van Noy, stack linebacker, hybrid type, Miami Dolphins, Yannick Ngakwe, Baltimore, Ryan Kerrigan, Washington, Justin Houston, Indianapolis, Olivier Vernon, Cleveland, Leonard Floyd, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we have Marcus Golden, Arizona Cardinals. We have Jordan Jenkins, New York Jets, Romeo Arquara, Detroit Lions, Hassan Reddick, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let me see here. I'm scrolling, making sure I'm not forgetting anybody who's on rookie contracts and is a cheaper player. Trey Hendrickson, New Orleans Saints, Carl Lawson, Cincinnati Bengals, Samson Ekubom, Los Angeles Rams. Options. There's a lot of options. Wow. All right. Well, and I, you know, team scheme fits are going to matter a lot, right? So that's something to be mindful of. But if you had to take a swing, Kyle, on one of these players, like, uh, and Gakwe is the easy choice, I think, but part of me thinks he's got to go back to Baltimore. You know, they can't lose Ngakwe and Judon. And you just gave up assets to bring in Ngakwe. He's the younger, cheaper, better player in my mood, my mind. Maybe not the cheaper, the younger and better player. But outside so of Ngakwe, who are you taking a swing on here? You're asking me for man, Carl Lawson's an attractive choice. Yeah, I think so. Injuries, right? But, man, when he's on the field, he's disruptive. Trey Hendrickson is interesting. A little bit of a letdown potential there, right? Because he played on a defensive front that stacked was stacked. And he was kind of the guy who got the one-on-ones. Um, I wish I knew what Bud Dupree's. Yeah. Outlook for 2021 was going to look like. Uh, do you think Romeo, he's a 3-4 only player? Yes. Dupree? Yeah, yes. I do too. Yeah. So kind of a scheme specific. I didn't even mention Terrell Basham, who I think is a reasonable edge defender for like a starting option. Um, Hassan Reddick's kind of iffy for me as far as correlation to a, a new 
system and they used him a little bit more. Shaq Barrett is a good option if you're asking me for who I'm going to swing the bat on. So I just gave you five names. You asked for one, I gave you five. <laughs> I gave you the Joe Marino special. Well played. So Shaq Barrett, um, do we think he gets out of Tampa? No, but at the same time, he's going to get a chance to get paid. Projected like big time paid. Projected contract, four years, $72 million. That's $18 million a year. I would have guessed 20. I think he'll get 20. New York Jets? Okay, so it's a Robert Sala defense. Do we like him in that? Chris doesn't like it, but. Yeah, his eyes got weird there, didn't if it? You, if you were to pick a team that was going to throw $20 million at him. Yeah, I mean. Him or Jacksonville? Jacksonville with Chase on and Josh Allen. You think they're probably set there, right? Mm, more hybrid guys. I just don't know that he's a great fit. Well, I mean, they went after D Ford in San Francisco. I'm just trying to think fit wise. Like, and he's a, a Shaq's a more better, more well rounded player than what D Ford was right, coming out of Kansas City. Right. So that makes that gives me some belief that they could be in on him. And God knows they need pass rushers. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't think he's going to sniff his market rate, then yeah, just go back to Tampa and like. Go probably contend for another Super Bowl. So I guess I get kind of interested in some veterans here. Melvin Ingram and Ryan Kerrigan. I know neither had the year they would have liked to add going into their contract year, but you gotta feel like there's something there, like 20, 25% of the snaps just rushing the pass around long and late downs. Those guys can get after it. Yeah. I mean, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Melvin Ingram as a football player. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, one of the more underrated pass rushers of this past decade. And um, those guys can still make some noise in the right role. And if you're, if you're going to draft a guy to be primarily, or if you're going to sign a guy to be primary pass rusher, you're almost, almost this year better off going for more of a short-term contract with a veteran who you don't have to commit the big money to long-term when you're strapped for the cash against the cap. Yeah. Just be careful not to give out the Mario Addison deal, you know? Right. (laughs) So there's some... What were the details on that deal? Uh, It was like, yeah, three years, 33 million, something like that. It was the Shaq Lawson deal. Yeah, except for, I think the... The Bills had more leverage with the Addison deal, which you would expect for an older player. Um, but, you know, we'll see if he survives the next round of cuts. But, you know, they have a reasonable out. They can free up $6 million by letting him go. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, giving him like $13 million last year uh, was pretty healthy. Wouldn't it seem like a no-brainer to, like, cut? And I know McDermott has his soft spot for, like, the veteran in every room and all that kind of stuff. Like, I get it. Yeah. But you could cut. How much could they save if they cut him? Addison? Yeah. 6.16. Wouldn't you rather cut him, save the money, and give Terrell Basham a couple million dollars? Sure. Sure, I would. Right? Sure. A younger, more athletic player? Sure. But. And that they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Basham's obviously not as accomplished as a player. But I'm, I'm sitting here doing the same math for for Shaq. 
Shaq Lawson. And I'm like, man, like, Terrell Basham will give you the exact same thing. He's probably going to cost you half the money. Brandon Bean, whenever he was the um, interim general manager in Carolina for a few weeks, he signed Mario Addison off of the wa- with the Washington practice squad. And it's like this great success story because he had like, I don't know, like five years in a row of at least nine sacks. You know, Brandon Bean's keeping that guy around. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Um, Kyle, I think there's some buyer beware players here in this edge group. Can, I think can, I- we, can we break real quick for some breaking news? Oh, gosh, I don't even know what it is. Yes. It pertains to this the cut of Janoris Jenkins and what the Saints did Okay, to actually save money. This comes from Ian Rappaport. Since Janoris Jenkins had a $1.2 million fully guaranteed roster bonus, it would have accelerated into dead cap upon being cut. So New Orleans converted it into a signing bonus before cutting him, spreading it out over two years and saving an additional $600,000 against cap. The way the Saints kicked the can is unreal, man. Unreal. Mickey Loomis has like chapters in a book somewhere of things that you that he can do to fix the cap that like nobody else does. Well, hold on. Hold on. Chris, you watch WandaVision? I do, yes. What's the name of the book? I, I haven't I haven't watched it. I've kind of followed along from afar. What's the name of the book? The I dark the dark yeah, home, I, whatever. I know what the, the book dark, you're referencing. There's yes. a dark spell book in yes, there, right? There is. Evil spell book. Mickey's using the evil spell book to get the can- the Saints under the cap. Because, Joe, we've talked about this. Chris, we talked about this when we were waiting for Joe today. It was never questioned that the Saints were going to get under the cap. Don't say that doesn't mean the cap isn't real. What are the long-term ramifications of this? The Saints in 2021 or in 2022 are going to have a $600,000 dead cap hit for a player that they cut on March 11th, 2021. You extrapolate that by how many different transactions they are making to get under the cap this year. You get three years down the road, and look at what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles with Howie Roseman doing this exact same thing year over year over year over year. You are slowly going to erode away your roster because you lose so much flexibility, chances to bring new guys in. So, yes, Saints are going to get under the cap. But two years from now, let's revisit what the dead cap is from players that either had their deals restructured this offseason or players that were haven't been on the team for two years. And let's talk about it. So, Kyle, I have my buyer beware edge defenders, but... Uh, Is it Judon? Well, there's several, but why don't you tell the folks about Bet Online? Well, yeah, good friends. If you want to make a bet in sports gambling, Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get all of your bets in. Football might be over. You got futures bets you can look forward to, though. NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, television shows, and reality TV. Joe, if you could bet on one award show or reality television show, what would it be? I'm picking Rachel to win The Bachelor. Oh, okay. I haven't been following along, so good, good for you. Real-time <laughs> updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. I need to defend myself because I just gave a nugget there 
that is going to lead people to leave to believe that I spend time watching The Bachelor. Your wife watches The Bachelor, and you are a great husband, so you engage in that content with her. Some of that is true. Now, it's, a good, it's a good show, Joe. Just admit it. You like the show. I've I have gotten into certain seasons it, of it. No, it's a good show. It's you know, it's listen, well it's a well produced television show. I have gotten into certain seasons of it. I'm certainly not into this season. However, my wife went to go watch whatever the last week's episode was with her friend who just their dog died recently. So she wanted to spend some time together and they went over and watched this episode. So I put it on in the background, just way I can have a little bit of like context and I could talk about it with her. So I'm not like prioritizing two hours of the bachelor on Monday nights. Right. But for this past week, I watched enough to have enough knowledge that I could say the name Rachel. As you just spent a whole lot of time talking and I rest my case that you're just a good husband engaging in content to relate and and converse with your wife. You know what's not buyer beware, Kyle? I know that I've been teasing getting into buyer beware edges. What is not buyer beware is TDN Premium. You got, oh. you guys have got to get over and check this out. Uh, we've got full wow. scout, we have full scouting reports, traits by traits from all of our staff members. On, I mean, what are we over four hundred prospects? Four hundred prospects. That's yes. a crazy amount. You can really get to know this draft class. You get trades in the mock draft machine. And I love, like, they just get offered to you. And that really simulates a real experience of running a draft room. You have to weigh, you know, do I want to make a move up or down? Do I like the players that are on the board? It creates a really, really fun experience. And we have the premium Slack channel for you where it is like hundreds, maybe a thousand people just talking football all day long, discussing prospects and having a good time. So check out TDN Premium. $30 $30 for the year, $10 if you want to go month to month over at thedraftnetwork.com. Finally, I could talk about my buyer beware edge defenders. Kyle, the headliner, Jadavion Clowney. Oh, yeah. He, he was that guy two years ago. I think it's just assumed at this point, right? Man, I still see people saying, oh, you got to go get Clowney. No, this, nobody, nobody has to go get Clowney. A, at this point. Another year, another injury like Come on. We've had three teams in three years say, you know what? No, we're good. We're not going to commit long-term to this guy. What makes you think that your team's going to be the right situation for Genevion Clowney? And, and all we heard all offseason was amid the pandemic, Clowney's training. He's back in great shape. He's ready to go. He's in the best shape ever. <laughs> da, 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 da. Same thing you hear for every player in the offseason, best shape of his life. Really? Well. And and unfortunately, the, the durability for Clowney is starting to get hard to ignore. I'm not giving Matt Judon $17 million a year. That's where the estimations come in. I, I, I think somebody probably will. I think he has been a beneficiary of that scheme, being aggressive, creating some good runways for him to attack. I think he's a good player, but I don't know about $17 million a season for him. Um, Romeo Aquara, I'm always leery of guys that have like – no production, and then it's a contract year. They get double-digit sacks. Now they're going to expect a big payday. I, I don't know if I buy into uh, you know, the price tag that he could command. So those are some of the guys that really pop for me. When it, I, you know, Olivier Vernon, actually pretty good player, but he's coming off that Achilles like late in the season. Yeah. So I, there's just some guys here that gives me some, some reservation that I think is going to get some money. Leonard Floyd, you can't pay Leonard Floyd you know, top pass rusher money. So if you th- – like I'm not paying him – 
double digits per season. Maybe somebody will. PFF has them at about $11 million a season. Can any sleepers? Ooh, sleepers. That's fun. Kind of under the radar. Mm. Watch out for this guy. I know I dropped that right in your lap. That there. that's a big one. Do you do you do you have a sleeper? Um, let me see. I have. I wouldn't sleep on Ty Bowser if he's able to walk. He's another one of these hybrid types. Uh, Bowser played fifty percent of the snaps. Uh, his annual average salary was one point four million dollars on his previous contract, and he's twenty six years old. So I think there's. Something here to work with with Tyus Bowser that I think in the right fit um, you could get some really good value for. And I'd also be interested in you know giving Samson Ekubom a, a chance to to break out. He's kind of flashed a lot with the Rams, and now he's a free agent. And is he coming back? He's probably going to price himself out of what the Rams need because the Rams have enough salary cap space to sign like everybody to nine hundred thousand dollar deals beyond the, the the big money commitments that they already have. So. Those would be two guys I'd be eager to kick the tires on uh, relative to some of the other options. But I go back to the uh, the Cleveland Browns, Sashi Brown, De Podesta, guardrails. And, and one of the things that's on there is don't pay for depth. So I think it's interesting. We talked about the depth and all the options. Maybe some teams will make the, that mistake, but like I'm not trying to give a depth player a high dollar amount. And uh, that that's something that these teams are going to have to be careful for with what they end up paying out. Think about Dewan Smoot as a sleeper. Oh, good call. Good dude yeah. too. That'd be, the, that'd be the one guy that gives me some interest, kind of like slowly gotten better. I mean, he's had 11 and a half sacks over the last two years in a part-time role. Right. He's only started like seven games. So if there was a sleeper, that'd be my guy. So that's going to do it for us today on the show. Chris, I have a proposition for next Thursday. We just get on, pull up the Twitter timeline, and just react to stuff as it pours in on Thursday morning. Clemson Pro Day is happening right now. Travis Etienne checked in at 5'10 and 1 8 inches, 215 pounds. Good. And he looked good. Like, we saw him with our eyes last week, and he carries that so well. It's kind of all in the lowers. Well, and it's it the the player I likened it to uh, sitting up with you is another Clemson back in Wayne Gallman, who Wayne Gallman at the the combine had his way in, and then you saw him in your person was like, where is he putting that weight? Yeah. Like he just carries everything very very well. So interested to see what he runs today. I'm sure it's going to be blazing fast because everybody's running four threes these days. <laughs> uh, but keep glued to the timeline. Uh, we have one more show this week. We have the live stream tonight, YouTube, the Draft Network, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you check it out. Kyle Krabs, Jeremy, and Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Deeds Podcast.